Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and it's a brand new year and we've got lots of X-Wing to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started with our first segment. List building with Joe. And for the new year, I wanted to start out with uh, with a list that uh, listener, uh, good friend, and uh, podcast supporter Gary uh, asked me to help him come up with a list. And uh, this is this is what I kind of my initial first go at it was, and uh, I kind of like he since tweaked it a little bit, which I like his tweaks too. But um, this is what we're gonna go with. So what do we have? Well, the problem was is. You know, he asked me what my thoughts were on um, Falcon Poe and um, who I would pair with him. So um, I I've flown against him, and it was uh, I was uh, woefully unprepared <laughs> to deal with that ship. Um, I completely underestimated it, and that kind of um, went into the list building that there. So here's what I've got. Sorry, I've been babbling. Um, we start off with Poe Dameron in the uh, YT-1300 with Trickshot, Corsella, Ray, Contraband Cybernetics, and Ray's Millennium Falcon title. Then um, flying alongside Poe, we've got Lulu Lampar with Heroic Predator and Shield Upgrade. We've got Covenel with Proton Cannons and Leia Organa. And we've got Greer with Heroic and Advanced Optics. And so the idea is you have basically uh, three really fast ships that can go wherever they want and one ship that likes to go slow and kind of stay towards your edge of the board. Um, and uh, so this is this is an objective squad, but it can also punch. And I think that's, that's the important thing about it. And you've got Kova uh, being able to help Poe. Um, when she wants, or she could help Lulu if she wanted, or Greer, it really doesn't matter, but you can have all those options there. So I think it's it's pretty interesting. What are your thoughts? And with that, let's go ahead and move into our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. All right, and the topic for the first one is Count Dooku Crew Modifying Devinder's Dice at Range Zero. OP, Count Dooku crew is on a ship. The ship is at range zero of an enemy ship. The ship that Count Dooku is on performs a range zero primary attack against an enemy ship. Can the ship with Count Dooku use Count Dooku's ability to modify the defender's dice while performing a primary attack at range zero? Count Dooku's ability is, this is the errata version, quote, during an attack, before a ship at range 0 to 2 rolls attack or defense dice, if all of your force are active, you may spend one force and name a result. If the roll does not contain the named result, the ship must change one die to that result. The rules reference, that's in quote, rules reference states, page 5 of rule reference versions 1.4.3.1, Quote, while defending at range zero, enemy ships cannot reduce the number of defense dice you roll, cancel your results, or modify your results. End quote. 
We also know that a player who rolled the die rolled the dice who modifies. We also know that it is the player who rolled the dice who modifies the dice result. Page 39 of Rules Reference Version 1.4.3.1. Quote, question, what happens when two players use Count Duke Crew on the same dice roll? Answer, the first player count... The first player's Count Dooku takes effect. If the roll does not contain the results the first player named, the, ship controlling, the ship's controlling player must choose one result and change it to the named result. Then the second player's Count Dooku takes effect. If the roll does not contain the result the second player named, the ship's controlling player must choose one result and change it to the named result. This can potentially mean that the same die is modified twice this way. End quote. Therefore, since it is the player who rolls the dice who does the actual modification, count, can Count Dooku modify a defender's dice during a range zero primary attack? Or is Count Dooku still considered modifying the enemy's ship dice result, even though it is the enemy player who is choosing and modifying the dice results? Answer, no. Count Dooku, crew, cannot be used during a primary attack at range zero because while the defending player is selecting which specific die result to change, the modification is caused by the attacker modifying the defense dice. Alright, next one. Yoda pilot spending multiple force per opportunity. OP. I'm sorry because this has been answered before, but many players continue to disagree on the rulings of the grounds of rules as written, and some clarification would be helpful. Yoda card states that, quote, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 spends one or more force, you may spend one or more force. If you do, that ship recovers one force. End quote. The rules reference says, quote, while it performs an attack, a ship can spend any number of force during the attack steps to change that number of its force results to force results. While it, while it defends, a ship can spend any number of force during the defense die steps to change any number of its force results to force results. That's all really confusing. I'm literally just reading down here. I think it means uh, hits, uh, or focuses to hits or focuses to uh, evades. End quote. Many players and TOs read this to mean that Yoda can let a ship recover just one force per opportunity by spending just one force. Then the idea is that any number in the rules reference that each modify die step is an opportunity and that any number of force charges spent would be one opportunity. Based on his card text and this reading of the rules reference that seems at first glance right, doesn't it? And this is the source of the disagreements. Previous rulings by D and Chris, however, have taken a different view and consider each force charge spent to be an opportunity. In these current, currently active rulings, Yoda can spend a force to let another ship regain a force each time a force charge is spent, and therefore potentially multiple times within each modifying dice step. Unfortunately, there is such disagreement on this that the rule is in effect disputed and hard to apply, and it would help very much to clarify the reasoning. Answer. There appears, there appears to be a few clarifications being requested here. 
I hope these clarify any outstanding questions. Question one, does the a ship can spend any number of force during the attack defense die step clause mean that all force being spent for the standard force modification effect are spent simultaneously? Answer one, no. This clause is there to allow more than one dice to be modified via the standard force modification per dice modification step. It does not mean that these modifications must occur simultaneously as only one die is modified per force being spent. Question 2. If multiple attack dice are being modded for the standard force effect, does Yoda trigger from each opportunity? Answer 2. Yes, because each dice each die is modified individually, Yoda would trigger after each spend. Question 3. What if the spend is for an ability which requires multiple force tokens to be spent, such as Maul Infiltrator, as Infiltrator Maul? Yes, Maul is not a Republic ship, so wouldn't interact with Yoda, but it is just an example of multiple spend scenario. Answer 3. In situations where multiple force must be spent for a single ability, such as Infiltrator Maul, this represents only a single opportunity. As a result, only one force would be recovered. Okay. These are all pretty long. Next one. Cannon pilot ability in Hawk. OP. If Cannon were to gain more force than his current one alarmment of from a crew card... Does that mean he can spend that many available force for his pilot ability? Thank you. Answer. No. Cannon, in the Hawk 290, is only able to use his pilot ability once per opportunity, regardless of his total force count. Next question. TIE Defender and TIE Defender Elite title. OP. Since the white 4K becomes red with the Defender title, does it still get to perform an evade since it says fully execute a 3 to 5 speed maneuver? You may perform an evade action because the stress is supplied during the check difficulty before the ship can perform an action. Does that negate a free evade? So if I perform a red 4K maneuver, do I still get the evade because I completed the maneuver? Then take the free evade then take the stress and skip my normal perform action step? Thanks. Answer. When you equip the TIE Defender Elite configuration, you replace your full throttle ship ability with the following ship ability, Advanced Fire Control. After you perform a cannon or missile attack, if you have a lock on the Defender, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the Defender. As such, the free evade action provided by the full throttle ship ability no longer applies. Next question, saturation salvo clarification. OP, while, pe while performing a missile or torpedo attack and utilizing saturation salvo, can you force the defender to reroll defense dice if they are rolling fewer than two? And this is a quote, while you perform a torpedo or missile attack, you may spend one charge from that upgrade. If you do choose two defense dice, the defender must reroll those dice. Answer. Yes. In the FAQ section of the rules reference on page 34 of 
version 1.4.3.1, it clarifies that the player rerolls as many eligible dice as possible. So if they only rolled one defense dice, then, sal then sal saturation salvo can be used to force a reroll of that die. Next question, and this will be the last one that we read for today. This has been a long rules reference segment, so thank you for sticking on. Again, the last one that we're going to read today. Can Nantex tractor themselves over obstacles? OP, in the most recent rules reference update, version 1.4.3, the tractor select section on page 22 was changed to say that the tractor move cannot cause move through or overlap of obstacles where it previously said can do that. The FAQ section on page 38, however, still includes a question regarding the use of pinpoint array to cause the Nantex to overlap an obstacle. Is this an exception to the general tractor rules to allow Nantex to tractor themselves onto obstacles? Answer. No, Pinpoint Tractor Array does not allow a ship to be tractored onto an obstacle. This FAQ entry is incorrect and is not intended to be an exception. It will be updated in a future Rules Reference Guidance release to align with the new tractor rules. Okay, now that those segments are over, let's move on to the real content. And there's two things that I wanted to talk about, and one of them is kind of a... a uh, a prep to an upcoming event. Um, there's actually several that I'm that I'm prepping for now. Um, and the next, I'm going to kind of steal um, or perhaps borrow uh, some topics from uh, Gold Squadron and Fly Better. Um, but before I before I get into that, let's talk about. Um, not not necessarily turning the prep, although it, it kind of is. Um, but I want to talk about the Kyber Team Championships. And uh, if you're not familiar with with Kyber, it's it's been a team event for a while, and it's been online. I played last year um, with some friends and locals to the San Diego area, and we had a great time. Um, and as a matter of fact, we're getting ready to come back into it. And I think this is going to be kind of the first real glimpse of the upcoming meta um, before LVO and before Worlds. Now, um, these are lock lists that um, you come up with. The teams consist of three players. Um, you, you're stuck in uh, different eras. You can be uh, CIS, Republic, or Scum in one era. You can be Rebel, Empire, or Scum in another era. Or you can be um, Resistance, First Order, or Scum in the final era. So it's possible you could have a team full of three Scum lists. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um but anyway, so you have this team tournament, and it's set up a little different way. So um, the team captains sit down together, and they both put a faction down in slot one. Um, and then they reveal that faction. And then um, the next step to that is they decide the faction that's going to go against the revealed faction. Um, that's step two. And then they put the final... the remaining factions will face off against each other um and then you're you're doing kind of a, a best of three there 
And so the tiebreakers are going to be based off of victory points scored, then uh, strength of schedule, then margin of victory. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting tournament. And when I'm sitting down and, and talking to uh, my friends on who's going to be flying what fraction, I mean, you anybody who's listened to this podcast for more than you know one or two episodes knows that I'm a big first order player. And uh, one of the players wants to fly resistance, and I'm I'm all about that. Um, the other player is a uh, uh, a prequel faction thing so that leaves me as either uh rebel imperial or scum and i'm actually okay with that because i like flying rebels i i've actually i own every single faction and i enjoy flying every faction i've just been on this first order kick for a while and i'll tell you it's actually been kind of refreshing um flying a different faction i know that seems strange but uh it, it really really has been neat so let me um, kind of walk you through uh, my list building selection for right now I'm leaning towards Empire. And this is the list that I'm uh, leaning towards flying. But I'm not going to read you that list right away. I'm going to read you where it started. So where it started was uh, Boy Vader with uh, Seventh Sister um uh, Magna Tolvin, a Black Squadron Ace, and Vizier with Palp. And I flew that for uh, a couple of, of um, games and um, was having some having some trouble with Seventh Sister, so I tweaked her loadout again, flew it for another couple of games, and still didn't quite like the results that I was getting. Um, and again, this is just, this is the personal style um so I switched her out for uh, Flight Leader Rubel um, and flew another couple of matches with, with him. And the thing that I was frustrating me about Ubel, uh was that there's just so many triggers and uh, I kept missing them. Um, and yes, I could have, I, I could play more games and get more familiar um with that but i didn't i didn't feel that was kind of the right way for me to go so here's here's what i ended up with this is where it stands as of today um the the day of recording um i am looking at boy vader uh juno eclipse in the tie advance x1 with marksmanship fire control and magpulse Moff Gideon with Crackshot, Contraband Cybernetics, and Precision Ion Engines. Um, I might do Notorious Contraband. We'll see. Um, Magna Tovan with Squad Leader and Heavy Laser Cannon. And Vizier with uh, Emperor Palpatine. So the idea here is you're, uh, I'm still flying in the same general style where I've got Vader and the Ties... Um, in one block and Vizier and uh, Juno in another block. Um, but this actually gives me a lot more flexibility to where I can leave Magna, or not Magna, I can leave Juno out by herself um, if I want to because she's only four points. Um, so if I lose her, um, 
what I'm finding with the list is my TIE Fighters, uh, Moff Gideon and Magna, and Magna are generally um, pulling their weight and then some when it comes to points, uh, especially scenario points. Um, so the rest of the list can kind of do whatever, do whatever it wants. Um, so anyway, that's how I came to this list. That's where it is right now. Um, it, it might change. I might switch over to, to Rebellion before then because um, I'm also list prepping for LVO, um, which, uh, surprise, surprise, I am not going to take a First Order list to as of right now. Um, I, I'm kind of enjoying the, the break from the faction. Um, and to be completely honest, I got all the cool First Order swag at Golden State Games, even though I did an abysmal one in four. Um, there, there's a story behind that. I'll make you message me if you want it. Um, but I, I want to try for some, for some different swag. So different faction swag. I don't know what faction I'm going to go with yet. Um, if you've got recommendations, shoot them to me in the discord. Um, I'd love to hear, um, what, what you have to say. Um, so anyway, that's that's the the prep for for Kyber. Um, still waiting on my teammates to finalize their lists, and then we'll put them in and get ready to go. But there are seventy eight teams right now for this seventy eight. That's amazing, and they're broken down into uh, eight team uh, eight teams in a faction um, that are going to kind of go against each other and then they put it together like our faction and our, our team name, which I thought was <laughs> just hilarious is uh, stay classy X wing as a, uh, a throwback to our call out to uh, Ron Burgundy. Um, if you know, you know, uh, and most people know, um, but I think it'll be a, a good opportunity uh, to really get in here and take a look at, um, the initial shape of the meta once lists are unlocked. I think that's going to be great. All right, but that's that's enough for Kyber. Um, let's <laughs> let's go on to uh, the final topic that I wanted to to talk about on this particular episode. And you you heard me say it before. I'm going to kind of borrow from um the other the other podcasts and so there's 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 two things that I wanted to do and um, the first one is is just to let you all know I've added a list critique section to the discord so if you want to have your list talked about by me and you know what I think its strengths and weaknesses are or if you want to put it up there and then we can play a, a game together um, I'm more than happy to do this and then kind of help you um, flush out your list. Uh, that's something that you can do. Discord link is in the show notes. Um, but I kind of wanted to uh, steal, uh, kind of do a mashup of, it's not so much a, a state of X-Wing uh, 2023 or a what I'm looking for or even uh, what I'm looking for in 2023, I think it's it's 
it's more of, uh, I don't know what I'd like to see in the, well, maybe I guess it is what I'd like to see in the game. But anyway, um, I think, I think X-Wing's been in a dip for a, a, a little bit of time. I think the upcoming store championship season, um, when the store championships include world's invites, I know I'm going to plan on hitting as many in SoCal as I possibly can, maybe even heading over to Arizona to pick up a, a tournament or two if it falls on the right weekend and I can uh, make it work. Um, but the, I think... I, I don't know. I think AMG is making the right steps and I think world is going to be the first part of that moving into the uh, store championship season as long as they can get the faction boxes out uh, for new players so we can get new players in and start because I mean some of the biggest uh, viewership in terms of blogs or episodes and things like that is where to start, what's your buying guide for different factions in X-Wing. And if there was faction packs already out, that would make those incredibly easy to start. And then it could be, what do you do beyond the faction pack? And that's where the different personalities and styles and whatnot could come out and, and really kind of highlight um, the basically the differences in individuals. Um, and I think that would be, I think that would be amazing. So I think we're on the right track with that. Um, but with that, with that being said, um, we're, we're, sorry, I just had a thought and it totally derailed. Um, anyway, oh geez. Sorry, this makes for bad listening, um, <laughs> uh, bad hosting. Um, yeah, I just, I think X-Wing's in a good spot um, it's been in a dip like most other games, but I think it's going to start coming around again. Um, like on a completely unrelated note, I was, uh, so I'm, as most of you know, I'm a TO for one of the local stores in San Diego, TC's Rockets. Um, and they approached me the last time I was there about uh, a store league, trying to get more people there. And so I'm, I'm happy that they want growth they want to be known as more than just a, a card store, so they want to bring these other games into the store, which is going to increase, um, or at least has the potential to increase our local X-Wing play, which I think is going to be big. And then when you add in the upcoming store championship, which I know I've rambled about uh, for a little bit, I think that's that's going to be phenomenal for the game. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're doing about that. But with that being said, and this is where AMG's, um, mission, so to speak, is going to be very challenging because they have to, they have to create products that are going to entice new players while still creating products 
to season us old goats um, into continuing to play the game. So there has to be new developments alongside these faction packs and things like that. So that's what I'm excited to see in the game. So anyway, um, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about it because whatever you're doing, it's working. I just looked at uh, our, our listenership numbers and they've doubled, uh, which I think is it's phenomenal. So thank you all very much for making it this far. Um, if you interested in supporting the podcast or you just want to talk to a bunch of like-minded people um come join our discord check out my patron patreon um there are a couple different levels um right now um until i can kind of get my finances in order all of the things uh just have to do with you catching me in a tournament but i've also applied those to virtual ones so um if you get paired against me in a virtual tournament um, and you're a patron, um, some, some good stuff will come your way. Um, if you are, um, sorry, um, if you catch me at a regular tournament, then, uh, some good stuff comes your way and you don't even have to play me at a regular tournament. Uh, you just have to come up and grab me and say, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm a patron. Um, and cool. I got you. Um, one other thing that I would like to point out, and I'm going to be posting this in the, in the discord is, um, I am currently trying to pick up some salt mines, X-wing objective tokens as part of the isophane initiative is my way of kind of giving back, um, as being selected. So if you're interested in one of those and you would like those shipped out to you, um, please let me know on the discord. Um, and, uh, I will, I will get those shipped out to you once I get those ordered. Um, but again, um, thank you very much for making it this far. Please consider leaving a comment. However you consume this podcast, I read each one and they mean a lot to me. As you know, I like to end every episode with a question, and this week's question is, what are you hoping to see from X-Wing in 2023? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.